been a while, Dan, but here we are back again for another episode of Not Playing, the show where we talk to interesting people. No, that's not the tagline. The show where we watch movies that at least one of us hasn't seen, but most of the rest of the world has. And boy, that could not be truer than it is today. I'm Lex Friedman. I'm Dan Warren. And tonight... Yes, tonight, the, the culmination. It's been a long journey. It has. It's been a I long mean, time. It's, it's interestingly, I was thinking today, uh, as I saw this on my calendar, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch The Force Awakens tonight. And then it was hours later, I was like, nope, I've seen that one. <laughs> That's good. Watch, That's good. That bodes well. I'm going to watch The Last Jedi tonight. That's right. That's right. This I think this is the the least uh, lag time we've ever had between a movie coming out and us doing an episode. Oh, for sure. Because, of course, this came out in December of last year, 2017, and here we are in March 2018. So, not too bad. In fact, it just became available on video, I feel like, uh, what, like last week, I think? So Yeah, it's it's you, can, you can't even rent it. You can only buy it for $20. <laughs> I'm not bitter, Dan. That's good. This That's episode good. of Not Playing is brought to you by The Rebound, another podcast <laughs> with Lex and Dan. It's how I'm paying for the rental. Yes, so uh, I was thinking, as I realized that I had the title of the movie wrong for much of the day, I was trying to think of, where are we in the narrative? <laughs> so, um, You want to fill me in? Do you want to recap for me where we our journey thus boy, far? I really, really cannot. But we did the original trilogy, and I, I got that whole story. And then... Um, you know, uh, the Force Awakens is the next post-original trilogy. Yes, in chronological order, right? The that's correct. And so I was trying to remember what the hell happened in that one, um, and uh, I didn't Google it. I figured that you would help me if you thought I needed help, and you wouldn't if you thought I didn't. I at this exact moment could not tell you much about what happens in the Force Awakens. Okay. Um. I I remember um the I remember that I was confused as we watched it because there was a guy who like we thought was dead but then he came back at the end and he helped out the other guy <laughs> it was very exciting like I remember the characters I remember what they look like I don't know any of their names are and I remember that like shit was going to be real bad and then it wasn't so bad that's <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my uh, overall recollection well who am I to argue with such a detailed <laughs> <laughs> recap <laughs> uh so i have some problems and if, if you think that i need some more refreshing i can either watch it again really fast right now or <laughs> yeah, you can tell me more things that i should keep in speak mind through it. um and then i can tell you what i know and don't know about uh the last jedi okay tell me what you do know okay what i know is the last jedi is, is maybe i think it's directed by rion johnson i think he goes by ryan um, but that's fine if, Ryan, Ryan, Rian, Ryan. Ryan. Okay, good. Yeah, he goes by Ryan. Um, it's all these, all these names that Lucas wrote. Yeah, I can't tell you, they all sound then, worse. Um, yeah. The, uh, I think there's porgies in it, which are like <laughs> lovable characters. You buy? I don't know. Porgs, porgs, maybe. I don't know. And then I know that uh, 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 Luke Skywalker is in it. And I will tell our listeners if they haven't watched the movie, then they should not listen if they don't want to be spoiled. Because I got spoiled. I was listening to an episode of one of my favorite podcasts, Are You Talking R.E.M. Re.Me, wherein Scott Aukerman said to Adam Scott, yeah, it's not like in The Last Jedi when they kill off Luke Skywalker. And I was like, mm, that's a spoiler. And then they go, spoiler, by the way, if you haven't seen like the biggest movie the past 12 months. And then they pause and they go, although if you haven't seen it, you're an asshole. And I was like, okay, true. <laughs> Checks out. So uh, I'm pretty sure, unless they were lying to me, that Luke Skywalker is going to die. So I know that. I'm assuming that makes him maybe The Last Jedi but hopefully there's going to be more Jedi. I'd be sad mm, if there were mm, no more Jedi. Ooh, interesting. Interesting thinking. I don't remember whether... Um, I truly don't... I, I don't remember because I don't know whether uh, they have any Carrie Fisher appearances in this movie or not. Mm, mm. Uh, digitally, whatever. I don't know. I have no idea. But so I got Porgs. I got Luke's going to die. Um, I don't remember most of the other people's names. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, uh, Yoda died, right? Didn't he die in one of the ones, in the one we just watched? Is that possible? Wow. Did Yoda die? <laughs> Uh, Yoda died no. in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I'm gonna let you have that one. Yeah. Okay, so, so he's not gonna be there. Um, <clears throat> and because I, I, I believe, I will be, oh, guess because because Luke is gonna be old, so it's gonna be it's 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 later in the sequence. Yeah, we're, we're we're still we are continuing through no fault of our own the chronological watching. Like this story takes place chronologically after everything else I have seen. Yes. Uh, yes, that is true. So that's that's good. Okay. Um, and. 
boy, oh boy, I'll tell you what. I have no idea what this movie's about, and I really am struggling to remember what the hell happened in Force Awakens. I can see various scenes. I can see the the guy. Tell me some of the characters. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Kylo Ren yeah, is a yeah, person. That's a, that's a guy. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is Kylo Ren the guy from Girls? Yes, Adam. Adam, Adam Driver. Okay. Yes. So Adam Driver, we seemed like he was going to be super dead. Had a very kind of uh, Darth Vader esque storyline, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Um, I'm assuming lives. Like I'm assuming they don't take Adam Driver and not put him in the sequel. So I'm assuming that he's somehow in this one too. Um, and then there's uh Ray. Was that her name? Mm-hmm. Yep. There we go. Oh, this is Very exciting. Nice. You're doing You're well. Star Wars. You're doing well. Comes back. Uh... <laughs> Okay, now in my head, Ray is very similar to uh, Katniss from The Hunger Games, and I know they're not the same person, so I'm having a little bit of trouble. Okay, okay. I feel so stupid. Do you, when we do you do remember show. what? Do you remember what happened with Kylo Ren at the end of the last movie? Do you remember something he did that was kind of big and and kind of evil? Kylo Ren at the end of the movie, something he did was kind of evil. Um, so there's another uh, character in the movie who's kind of older. From the original... Oh, oh wait. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. It sounds stupid. <laughs> why, don't you, why, don't you, why don't you talk me through... I don't... I mean, I'm doing my I mean, best. Did, did, why don't you spell it out for me? Remembering that I'm a, a, a poor, stupid... So there's man. the character played by a famous actor. You're probably familiar with him. He's done a lot of movies, including mm-hmm. all of the original Star Wars movies and the Indiana Jones movies. So oh, Harrison Ford died. Yes, there you that go. sucked when yes. they killed Han Solo. Yes. That's right. And then I know there's another Star Wars movie coming that's called, I think, Solo. And yes. that's going to be like Han Solo origin story. Yes, And that's I can't remember if that's the one that, um, that uh, Donald, <laughs> Donald Glover is in. I don't remember if he's in that it one It is. Or not. Yes. It is. Okay. All right. We'll get, we'll, get, you, maybe we'll get to that eventually. Oh, he must be playing a young like Lando? He, is that what's he happening? He is playing a young Lando. That's true. Okay, come on. Now that is good. Like That was a thing that it's I good for casting. me to figure out just now. Good casting and good, good, okay. good instincts. Good instincts. Yeah, thank you. All right, so now um, tell me all the things you don't know about this movie. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know the runtime. I don't know whether it's worth twenty dollars. All right, we don't have this kind of time. Never mind. <laughs> okay, um, but so I would. I don't know. I I believe that it didn't do as like it was considered a, not a smashing success only because it didn't do a bajillion dollars. It only did a billion, and so people are like, oh, that's. And I think that now Black Panther has has eclipsed the Last Jedi in terms of earnings, box office, whatever. Have you seen that, by the way? No. Okay. All right. Well, I'm storing up for I my do eventual love many Marvel properties. Okay, I was going to say store that up for our eventual Marvel movies season. <laughs> I have to like all the Marvel movies for contractual reasons. <laughs> You know they're owned by uh, the same people who own these movies, right? Yes. They're both owned by Disney, so you have to like all of them. Yes, I do know that. Uh, all right. Do we have any other business to take care of before you and I sit down to watch this movie? I Yes. This is when you make a pitch to people to give us money. That's, that's right. Well, the reason we're doing this show now, not only because uh, The Last Jedi has recently come out on video, but because it is membership season at our parent network the incomparable and we want to remind you that you can sign up for monthly or annual pledges to support this podcast yes this very podcast podcast? you're listening to this very podcast this podcast wow here is how that works you go over to the incomparable.com slash members you sign up you'll be asked to pick the shows in the network you'd like to support if you check the box for not playing with lex and dan because that's this show your entire contribution will come to us after a few fees are taken out just reasonable overhead that kind of thing snell fees snell fees you know how it is uh if you listen to other podcasts in the couple network snell fee another character in <laughs> if you listen to other podcasts in the couple network i i mean i don't know i don't know why why would you listen to anything beyond this podcast this podcast is great but if Incon you do underscoreceivable <laughs> if you listen to this one you listen to other ones if you listen to other shows you can also check the boxes for those your contribution gets shared out equally to all of the shows you want to support and as a thank you for supporting us members receive Extras, many, many extras, exclusive bonus audio, a bootleg podcast where you can hear episodes of shows right after they're recorded without having to wait for the edited version. And I will say only if you go, if you become an incomparable member, do you get to hear things like Jason Snell swearing <laughs> profusely at me when I piss him off while judging a game of Inconceivable, which I think is one of the funniest moments in incomparable history. It's way so up there. Signing and up just for that. Yeah, that is worth, that was worth the price of admission right there. Uh, and there's also a members only community on Slack that you can be a part of. And sometimes we drop in there and say hello and talk about things 
And this is, since this is pledge season, many of the shows network are going to be posting bonus episodes like this one, just for members. Except we're not just for members, uh, because when you join and support not playing, uh, you get access to the live commentary track as Lex and I watch the movie. So members will get the live commentary for the li- for the Last Jedi as we watch it. Uh, non-members will get this episode you're listening to right now, plus our post-movie discussion. If you're a non-member and you d- want to know what the commentary track is like, a decent percentage is me going like, "Who's that one again?" <laughs> don't don't give away the farm, Lex. <laughs> This is gold. This is gold. That, <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. That we are hand- yeah, it's mostly that. It's mostly that. <laughs> uh, there are contribution levels of five, ten, and twenty dollars per month, and annual equivalents are available as well. If you're already a member, it's easy to increase your pledge to a higher level and get some special goodies in return. So if you'd like to support us, go to theincomparable.com/members to sign up. Thank you for supporting the incomparable and not playing. Well, Lex. Yes, Dan? We have concluded our watch of Star Wars The Last Jedi. We sure did. Concluded the heck out of it. Yes. <laughs> so how you doing? Collect your thoughts. Hi. Um, I don't know what the hell I just watched, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so I, one of the things I thought about bringing up at the beginning of our conversation before we watched the movie was that this movie was, for whatever reason, incredibly divisive. <laughs> Uh, there were some people who really loved it. There were some people who really hated it. Uh, and in that way, it was probably unlike any other Star Wars movie, I think, that we've seen. Right. Usually there's a lot of consensus about whether they're good or not. Right. Exactly. Uh, what did you think? I, you know, it's interesting. When I first saw it, I felt very, I had that same conflicted feeling of like, what did I just watch? I'm a little confused. Uh, this is, I think, the third time I've seen it. So I saw it twice in theaters, and so this was the third time. I liked it much better the second time because some of it was... There's a lot of stuff that, that is done, I think, purposefully in this movie to be deliberately against your expectations. And that's tough because it's a franchise that is heavily relied on sort of tropes and classical... Uh, character arcs and structures and so it's it's kind of it feels like it's at cross purposes with itself at points um i think upon you know second and third watchings i have more appreciation for the fact that that's all done with a with a purpose in mind but it definitely makes it uh tougher to just sort of like sit back and relax and enjoy it. I think, I think it challenges your perception. You're like all your preexisting ideas as you go. And that can be kind of exhausting for a couple of these movies. As we've watched them together, I have talked mm-hmm. to you about what I see as potential, uh, not problems with me, not even flaws or weaknesses, but just like my challenges with this kind of movie in general. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple things, all of which colluded against me that i think impacted my ability to enjoy this one at first i was very into it when it started first i will say (laughs) i think it is definitively too long that was a very long movie didn't feel like it had to be that long that seems to be an ongoing star wars (laughs) challenge for me but uh, the in the beginning it was funny like there were multiple really funny moments Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first one we watched where I didn't take notes the whole time, so I'm going to sound stupider than usual, which is <laughs> impressive for me in this. But I wanted to just watch it. I just Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in this. Uh, I think he's got a, uh, oh, he's like a voice. A, yeah, a voice. Uh, but so he and Ryan Johnson go way back. The, oh right, Looper. Um, and, Looper and uh, Brick. So uh, in the beginning, I was like, oh, this one is going to be because I think that I thought um, a couple of the newer ones had similar comedic sensibilities and this one started out funny and then got very much not funny um Hmm, uh, and i will freely admit i don't i i didn't understand it all (laughs) i understood some parts i don't know what the hell laura dern did um it was something noble and great i think but i don't know like all of a sudden she's they're like ah she pointed her ship at us we're all gonna die i don't really she she basically jumped to hyperspace through them which is not not good i hate it when that happens yeah I think, I mean, I love that sequence. That is one, I, I think that's, and maybe that does speak to my Star Wars fandom because it's a thing that we've never seen before and yet it's the thing we're always told, like, don't do this. <laughs> it's really bad. 
and okay. so you know it's sort of a kamikaze thing essentially uh and it's i think the the sequence itself is is breathtakingly shot and is i like the silence the use of silence around it but i can understand why maybe that didn't land well, and i like i think i commented to you on the t- at the time i don't understand how I mean, listen, it's it's Star Wars, and so there's going to be moments where your heroes survive and others won't, but I didn't get why, um, hang on, I'm going to do this, Finn mm-hmm. and someone else survived, Finn and Finn's friend survived, I, I didn't understand. Rose. Rose. Rose, yes, well, by any other name, but... Um, but they survived and nobody else seemingly did or like nobody around them did. I, don't I really, I don't know if somebody said to me, like I know that at the very beginning I was trying to tell you the story of The Force Awakens and really could not. But I could have after we watched it and right now I could not tell you the full story of this one. Um, mm. I think you are right that it did feel like it was messing with tropes. I said to you early on, like it seems to me like um, Kylo Ren, a.k.a. Ben, um, is going to turn good. And like he has moments of like decency where he like doesn't kill some people and even save some people and then kills a really shit person and all those things are nice but then is still evil and so it's like he's more nuanced i guess than some of the more black and white characters that we've seen mm-hmm. but I, I i could not describe the story and i this is and i think people wonder what's wrong with me <laughs> Story of my life. The end. You can end the episode right there. People wonder what's wrong with me that I don't have more affinity for Star Wars. Why I don't show it to my kids? And like, I don't know what the problem is, but there's something in my brain that makes it very hard for me to follow these stories. And like, I feel like I'm a smart person. I watch a lot of movies and television. I read books. I understand things, and I just get so lost. I can't keep up with all the um, fantasy world building that's happening, and it makes me feel bad about myself. So that is as honest and open I, I, as I can I be I don't think you. you should feel bad about yourself by any means. I mean, it's, you know. But so not... many people love these things. Why can't I do it? What's missing? <laughs> it's like uh, the same your, thing as where I have no soul. sense of direction. Yeah, no okay. soul. There's zero soul happening there. It's fine. It's fine. You can it's live fine. a long and happy life with no soul. I'm trying. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I agree with you that this is... Uh, Structure-wise, it's, it's very complex. There are parts of it Densely that I, I think could probably be trimmed or have been slightly rearranged i get the message of the whole casino planet thing but i think that does feel heavy-handed at times uh and it does feel like the most sort of prequely part of this to me Mm. um and, and that's that's a challenge um but like basically i think what's what's especially tough about this is that every step you feel like the rug kind of gets pulled out from under you because one thing that left me very dissatisfied upon the first viewing um is the fact that finn and rose go on this whole long adventure and ultimately it's futile right like it doesn't help it doesn't they don't save the day they don't like all that all that like work that they've done basically ends in failure but that's also kind of the point of this whole movie. We hear, you know, Luke talking about how failure, Yoda talking about how failure is the most important teacher. And, and a lot of this movie is about failing. And that's, again, something that we're not expected to see from our heroes. Uh, yeah. And that feels weird. Um, so, I mean, and, the parts that I yeah. expected to like the most were, you know, when you're revisiting the classic characters, the ones who you've had mm-hmm. gone through the whole journey with. And... I will say a couple of things. Like, I like Mark Hamill as a person. I think that he was underserved by this script this time. Um, I think he had some epic moments there at the end, but it is always a challenge to me to take a beloved character, and it's not the only movie that's happened, and like make them become an asshole. <laughs> or, sorry, I have so much believing to do. Or make them become annoying. And um, they didn't just say, like, look, now he's like grizzled and grumpy and miserable and unhappy they hit you with it multiple times. Like there are days, this is one, one of the ways I think it'd be short. Like we just see repeated examples of him being a jerk <laughs> to Ray and like seemingly miserable. And it, it's not fun to watch. And like, I especially think of like sci-fi fantasy as escapism. And it felt like, uh, it felt like dragging, you know what I mean? Not like that, that mm-hmm. the, the storytelling mm-hmm. was slow, but just like, it's not what I want out of a star Wars movie. I want to be like excited yeah. and enthralled and maybe I'm, right. may, I don't know, but no, I mean, I, I think you're tapping into something that a lot of people felt with this. Um, and, and it's perfectly valid to feel that way. I think 
Um, Mark Hamill himself had made comments at points that he he also did not particularly care for the direction they went right, right. with Luke here. And, uh, you know, I think he he is since sort of, I don't want to say walk that back, but, you know, I think but he, he did he a little bit. It like, he did a little bit, but he, like, he also acknowledged, you know, he's not the one, he is an actor and he gets input into his character, but he is not the writer. And therefore, you know, he has to kind of ultimately go with what the story is going to be. And I, and I, I understand the choice that they made and I understand why you feel the way you do as well. I mean, I, I definitely feel like we all wanted like Luke to show up and, and be awesome and, and the great character that we've come to know. But again, after, after two watchings, I, I felt more like I, I understood a little better where he's coming from and what has happened to this character. Um, and it's tough. I agree with you. It's totally a tough sell to take that and to sort of turn it around. Um, and I think, you know, I, I I can understand why it's a turnoff. Um, I think I, I really, for me, I agree that my favorite Luke scenes is that last, you know, scene where he shows up uh, and where he sort of shows up. Yeah. Well, which, which I did not get at all. The first time I saw like, basically it, like I did not, I thought, man, I was like, was he a hologram? Like, okay. um, and there are some really clever things done in there. For example, you'll, you, if you go back and look, he's the only one who doesn't leave the red footprints. Um, and I noticed mm. this time they don't fully his, his footsteps either. Oh, interesting. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So like, you know, there, there are a lot of really nice, there's a lot of attention to detail in this that I only picked up on a second watching. And that's interesting to me too, because I feel like it does mean this is a, uh, there's more depth in this movie than a lot of times. Yeah. I in, think that's fair. Movies. Um, and, and the fact that people have argued about it this much and, have this strong feelings about it whether it's for good or for bad i think also says something about you know this movie and and the complexity of it but i agree it's not necessarily an easy movie to just like enjoy in some ways <laughs> i uh i, I commented to you as we were watching that it, it, it was interesting to me that there were so many characters who were not interacting with each other like who just mm-hmm. effectively were in separate movies for large chunks of it yeah sure. and uh, I get the, I mean, this is a story that Ryan, whose name I now know how to pronounce, wanted to tell and more power to him. But like, I wanted to see more overlap between characters who are interesting together. Right. And so like mm-hmm. Ray spends so much of the movie just with Luke and uh, everybody's got their own mini adventures. I don't know. It felt, <laughs> I had a hard time getting into it because <laughs> I guess, yeah. Okay. This is, this is part of, I didn't like anybody. <laughs> Okay, I really, <laughs> I really, I mean, I, you're not supposed to, but I really don't like Adam Driver, and I'm not even, I mean, I like the actor very much, actually, but I'm not compelled by um, Ben's story because he's a jerk. <laughs> I was going to say a bad word, but I, I don't know what your rules are on bleeping. But he's <laughs> he, like, Darth Vader uh, you, is, is compelling to me as a character in a way that this guy isn't, because I can at least... Mm-hmm. I, I understand that, and I actually did enjoy seeing um, the uh, Luke-Kylo-Ren interaction replayed from multiple perspectives. I thought that was cool and a good storytelling device. And I don't even know if you're supposed to know which one is accurate or not. I don't know if you have an opinion on that. But um, like that to me was interesting. But him struggling, I just don't care because like my instinct is he's... Like, even if he turned good, which he's not going to, I'm not going to forgive him for all his mistakes. The same way that I don't think that anybody really says, oh, I'm forgiving Anakin because at the very end he feels mm. bad. Like, no, he was a jerk for a very long time and did horrible things. Like, there's no chance for, um, um, what's the word? Redemption. Redemption. Because I don't, I'm, 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 they've written them off. And so I don't I, really care about his journey. And, like, everybody else had boring storylines. <laughs> I, I actually liked I, I found Kylo Ren more interesting here than I found him in The Force Awakens, in which he strikes me as more of just a, you know, bad guy. Um yeah. but I, I get what you're saying. I, I think for me here it's interesting again, repeated viewings I think makes it more interesting in some ways because so much of what I pick up with him is not necessarily him feeling conflicted about being good or bad. It's mainly just about him being alone. Right. And like, you know, he's kind of still that emo teenager who, you know, is is rebelling against his parents. Um, But I don't think there's actually ever a question of whether or not he's bad. It's just whether he's not alone in his badness. Uh, And that's kind of his whole thing for, you know, is reaching out to Ray and trying to just, you know, 
feel like he has a connection with someone. Uh, and, you know, he's never, I don't think he, there was ever a question in my mind, at least upon rewatching, there's never really a question for me of whether he's actually going to turn good. Um, and, and I've had some discussions with people about like where this goes for, you know, there's, so there's one ostensibly one movie left in this sort of arc and, you know, whether, whether they're setting up for a redemption again. And I was like, yeah, I feel like that ship has sailed by the end of this movie. You know, she, she closes the door on him literally. Right. And, and to me that says, this is not a replay of the Darth Vader redemption, right? Like he is, he had his shot, you know, and he is, he's made his choice, right? Like long ago. And I think that's, there, there is some interest in doing, he gets fleshed out a little better in his interactions with Ray because of the fact that he can't physically interact with her. He has to resort to essentially opening up his feelings, even if he's still a, you know, <laughs> dis- disturbed individual, I guess, to, to, to say briefly. Um, how do you feel about the uh, what you termed, or you said the internet has termed forced time? How did you feel about that as a plot <laughs> device? I actually kind of liked it. Um, it's It was interesting. It Again, it, it takes a little while to get used to because it's kind of unconventional in the way that it's shot. Um, but I was impressed with how well both of those actors do when they're essentially not even in a scene together, right? Like they're they're in separate stages or whatever, right? They're being shot, presumably not back and forth. I don't know how they shot this, but like um, you never see them in the same shot. Yes, except for that one time when they touch the when their hands touch. And I I'm impressed with the the level of skill from both actors in being able to deliver those performances um you know, it felt to me necessarily being in the same scene like they had the actors um you know off, off screen, screen delivering lines sure. because they were yeah. really they really hit each other's case i mean and they could have done it in a variety of ways but i did feel like they were well acted but i also felt cheated i was like no this is interesting <laughs> i want to see um i want to see them actually together and doing interactions i don't know uh but like the force awakens and um um the what what uh, uh hang on i'll get there i'm gonna come up with the title um the one that was like the pre-original trilogy new one what was it called rogue one rogue one like those felt and again because i'm not a classic star wars like i'm not an old school star wars fan um they felt like modernly plotted with a love for what came before them and an attempt to embrace at least the some factors of the original and this felt like it was i mean clearly the, you hear those same sound effects they're used to and obviously you see the same characters and some of the same um ships and whatnot but it didn't feel like uh it didn't feel like it was aiming for the nostalgia factor in the same way uh, mm-hmm. in terms of mm-hmm. this the storytelling or the kind of the, or even the kind of story it was and that's what i was expecting so maybe some of it was just sure. an expectation problem i don't know yeah, I mean, I think, and and I again, I had similar feelings when I first walked out of it, where I was like, "Man, I have to chew on this for a while." Uh, and it was interesting too because I felt like I came out of the theater with people who were like, "I loved it," and I was like, "I had that same feeling as you do." I was like, "What's wrong? What's wrong with me? Why am I not like having that reaction?" And you know, again, on rewatching, I still have criticisms. There are things I don't love about this movie. Um, I get very frustrated with the Poe Holdo plot, even though I having like discussed it with a lot of other people and seen how other people reacted to it i get where they're coming from it feels like a very um there is a deliberate withholding of information that i feel like can feel feels a little bit contrived to me the fact that she doesn't tell him what the plan is yes on the flip side i have seen quite a number of people especially women i feel like who have said She's in charge. She doesn't owe him any of that. And I think, again, the fundamental conflict is you're watching somebody who is supposed to be your hero, right? Like, you're, you're, you're living vicariously through these, like, heroic characters. And you don't want them to be, you know, jerk faces. But he is also kind of a jerk face here. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily excuse what she did. Maybe she should have told him. But she's not really like under an obligation to tell him he is a soldier. He's supposed to be following orders and he doesn't. Uh, And I think what's interesting about that, especially upon rewatching, is looking at how much this movie is for him. And and this this is in the very first scene with him and Leia um, about him becoming a leader rather than 
just a guy who goes jumps in his x-wing and blows stuff up and by the end of the movie he's realized i shouldn't just be throwing all these people away i need to think about the big picture and there are some very nice scenes and again some nice nuance and details in the way like that last scene where they're leaving the base and he's like oh follow me and everybody looks at leia and she's like what are you looking at me for follow him so you know the whole thing is about setting him up to be the leader that the rebellion needs do you think Uh, he was wrong in the beginning of the movie when he when he goes rogue do you think he's actually making a bad strategic decision at that time I mean, strategically, almost certainly. Like, there's a good, there's a strong tactical argument for what he does, but it ends up, taking out that ship does not really help them, right? Like, they lose a lot of people and a lot of equipment by doing that, and it feels like a victory, but that feeling is fleeting and temporary. And so, he's thinking about the battle, he's not necessarily thinking about the war, and I think that's where, that's, that's sort of his weakness, and this movie is for him as with all the other characters about failing and then about learning from that failure. And that is what he does. When the movie first ended, I was telling you that I have, uh, I have a couple challenges with this. I didn't get into one. Sure. And yeah. this, I think that the last time this happened to me was your favorite star Wars movie, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the empire strikes back. Right. Yes. That's it. That's it. And, um, uh, so <laughs> I'm not quite as much as you, but I'm old. <laughs> and we tend we're what five months apart six months apart we tend to watch these movies at night and uh it's a work day and like i can watch now i lauren and i used to sit down and watch tv especially before kids when the kids went to bed earlier between like eight and 11 and would then go to bed like it was all dvr and we'd watch as many shows as we came into like eight ten to eleven or whatever and i cannot do that now because i will fall asleep first of all the kids go to bed later and the second i'll fall asleep and i can watch like two shows a night typically and then i'm like okay i'm zonked between work and commuting mm-hmm. in this like mm-hmm. out. and so this one there was a time when i like i you know i have a uh, my mic is on a boom stand and so I like I stood up <laughs> at one point because I could feel myself like slowly starting to fade now if I'm watching something that I'm super into that won't happen right I'm not going to fall asleep if I'm if my attention is totally captivated but like I think but I remember it happening with uh, uh, The Empire Strikes Back where I just started to feel myself like my body was like or my brain, I guess, was like, I'm not super captivated, so I'm going to start fading. I was like, nope, can't let that happen. I didn't let it happen this time. Didn't let it happen that time. But it's like I have to work extra hard just to stay awake to reach it. Like I literally <laughs> was standing for a third of the movie, and that's putting the movie in a difficult spot. And so I don't know if I'm not being fair to it or what. But I just I wanted to be above board and no, and tell you it's, that this is what that's to- that's that's totally fine. I mean, I I would have, I guess I'm not. I wouldn't say I would have been surprised if you wholeheartedly loved it. Um, you knew I wasn't going to like it. Oh man! You, no, I mean, me I, no I knew this. Clue. I knew it was a. I knew it was a, a hard sell. I knew it was going to be an uphill climb, and I felt like there was a chance that you would come out of it and really love it because I met. I have plenty of friends who came out of it and really loved it, but I also thought there was a good chance that your reaction would be somewhat more middling. Um, I really liked Looper. <laughs> <laughs> that that's not the movie we just watched, but that's fine. Uh, I just wanted you to know. <laughs> <laughs> I also really like Michael's and Vinny. It's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> We're just sharing. We're sharing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where would you put this in your overall spectrum? Do you think? I think that my ranking is probably somewhere around. I don't know if this is going to match how I've said it earlier, but I think from favorite to least favorite, it's somewhere. It's something like Rogue One, Force Awakens. Uh, I'll see if I can do this. A New Hope. Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, and then a four-way tie? No, I will rank this one Ooh. above. I will rank this one above uh, the original trilogy. By the way, doing pulling all those movie titles not the easiest that thing was good. for me to do. That was impressive. Um, but then uh, I can maybe I can even name the prequels. Uh, okay, uh, uh, the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you can name the second one, I will be amazed. Hang on, hang on. I think I can do this. It's, it's the most forgettable movie. <laughs> um, oh, God. Hang on. I'm going to try. This is this has got to be podcasting gold right now. Um, re- re- Return of the Sith? Revenge of the Sith? Um, Revenge of the Sith, yep. Uh, is that is that the second one? That's, that's the third one. That's the one. third one. Okay, so in between... <laughs> That, you know the what? Senate it's, begins. I don't know. 
that's it. Amazingly, that is it. It's the the filibuster begin. No, it's it's a it's Hack of the Attack Clones. Of the clones and there's of course, no yeah. reason you should remember that because that is a terrible yeah, movie. Yeah, it's Attack of the Clones. All right. Okay. So so fairly far down then on the list, basically just above the prequels, which is which is harsh. Um, I know. I know. Not, I, and I felt that's bad, fair, but like that's fair. Okay. I really I think that Ryan Johnson's good. I think he's a really good writer actually, and I thought the directing was was good in at multiple parts. And I, I commented to you about they did a lot of I don't know if the, I use the right term. I call it rack focus or pulling focus where there were just a mm-hmm. many shots where they would do it in ways that they wanted you to notice sometimes it happens a little more subtly and here like it was they wanted you to see that effect and that's not an effect that i felt was super common to the previous ones there were times when i thought people were given really sorry ryan um lame dialogue not like prequel lame dialogue but like uninspired um Luke, I thought, suffered the most from this, <laughs> but there were times, not even just in his original early scenes where he was like, I'm miserable and the Jedi suck, um, but like just later on, there were times when I just, I, I found some of his dialogue inspired. I thought that Carrie Fisher, and I know it's like, it's easy to really love people who are gone, but I thought that her delivery on every line, and she didn't even have that many lines. She's there a lot, but she doesn't say that much. I thought every delivery was epically good, and um. Uh, uh, unequivocally like because you could say you could feel her like in, in not in a way that betrayed the character anyway but you could feel like a little bit of carrie fisher sense of humor behind most of her line deliveries which is what i think i liked about it um mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. feisty you know absolutely yeah um but i don't know there were some characters who had like uh like it gave me like george lucas shivers as they were delivering some of their lines that was my take <laughs> yeah uh it's it's a it's an interesting movie, and even now after three watchings, I'm still not sure where to put it in my. I overall was about ranking. to ask you where do you rank it. I think I rank it. It might be my oh boy, yeah, this is tough. <laughs> I think it might be my least favorite of the new movies. Okay, I might put it in similar place to you. My my ranking is a little different because my ranking is you know you have to start you know, with uh, Empires Empire at the top, Star Wars, probably Jedi, probably Force Awakens over Rogue One. I like Rogue One a lot, but something about Force Awakens has that nostalgia factor, and I think that's that's powerful. It's a powerful drug. Yeah, I, um, what I like with Rogue One, I think, is that it feels really uh, actively paced and plotted. Like it just yeah. it feels like it yeah. hits the ground, and which I think also the very original Star Wars does too, where it just it starts right away and just runs right, the whole time. right. Yeah, Rogue One, I think, has the, for me, um, the major, cha- it was a movie that also, like this one, grew on me after rewatching. I liked it at first, and then I grew to appreciate more of it as I watched it. And some of that is because I've seen those original movies so many times that they, they're, they you know, well-worn. Uh, and so watching a new Star Wars movie is always a little tricky because it's like, it's got to catch up in some yep, ways. Yep, yep. Uh, and, and... I don't dislike this movie at all. Um, I, I have frustrations with it, um, but overall, I like it. It's just that it, it doesn't it doesn't have that um, visceral sort of immediate reaction yeah. about it. I, and I, I, and I do that. feel some of the things you say, like the, like watching, like we came out of the Force Awakens feeling like, oh, we've got this new band of heroes. It's great. Like you like seeing how they play off each other, and you're totally right. Like most of the movie, we don't get to see them play off each other very much, right. and and that's it doesn't feel it's not exactly a cheat but like because if you watch um you watch empire again for and you have a similar thing luke and han you know yes. 20 minutes into the movie go their separate ways and don't run into each other again um and so we have that same sort of dynamic going on with uh some of the characters here and so this this is what really interests me is going thinking forward to the to episode nine is you know, a conclusion. This is also the middle of a story, yes. Which is, I think, always is an interesting place to be because beginnings and endings, there are there, the expectations are so very strong. If you're going to have any place where you can play around with stuff, it's the middle. And Brian Johnson definitely like plays around with a lot of stuff, and he's going, sure. you know, very much off the reservation in in some ways. And that's a thing that's a lot harder to accomplish. If the trilogy ended on a note like this, I think you'd see a lot more people feeling kind of like. But because there is still a last chapter to be had, um, it's. I'm curious to see how they wrap everything together. I'm just saying, Dan, Empire Strikes Back. That's a middle too. <laughs> it is. It is, and I love it. I love I the know. execution. On I that know one. you but do. I know. I know you didn't feel strongly about that. I, I'm curious. To see, I have no idea what the story will be in Episode Nine. I have no idea how they're going to handle Princess Leia, um, yeah. General Princess 
general Leia. <laughs> um, That's her official title. Yes, you have to say them both twice. Um, and I, I will, and I, we talked about this a little bit while we were watching. I don't, I feel like fans were not huge fans of Ewoks um, mm-hmm. and that people were annoyed that these things were there clearly for the crash commercialization of them. And you mentioned as we were watching that Porgs were there because of all the uh, puffins on the island. And at, at least in part. Replaced. At least in part. But uh, I... Are you pro-porg or anti-porg? I'm, I'm feeling anti-porg because it felt Ooh, like they were there for this. Like, I get why people love them. I know that people kind of went crazy for them and that they were cute and adorable. And they are. But what movie were they in? It didn't feel like they were in the same movie to me. And like, what I, it, it felt like the wrong kind of comic relief. And I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I did like when one was like screaming with Chewbacca in the, like, enjoy that. But like, other I, my that, favorite like, pork scene, my favorite pork scene is the, uh, right after Luke throws the lightsaber over his shoulder. Uh, there's the pork hopping up and down on the lightsaber <laughs> while the other pork like squints and tries to look into it. Uh, I just, I enjoy that because every time I think it's just gonna, it's just gonna turn the lightsaber on and just skewer that yes, buddy of his. Yes, I, I did have that. That makes thought. me amused every time. <laughs> um, I, another scene I, I did like, even though it, it was telegraphed as far in advance as it had to be, but when you knew that, um, Kylo Ren was going to activate not the lightsaber that he was being instructed right. to use. Like it was, it was well done. And like, they don't even focus on, I don't know what the bad guy's name is, but they don't even focus on that dude getting <laughs> split in half. Like you see it almost in the background. And I thought that was a cool choice too. Cause mm-hmm. it wasn't even mm-hmm. the important part. Like I liked, I, I thought that was a good scene. I enjoyed that. He uh, snoked. Yeah. Snoke. Right. That's right. Snoke. He got, he got snookered. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will. I mean, and, and people have pointed it's again, there's a lot, it's a lot to, to potentially deconstruct, but the, you know, the, I mentioned the Luke throwing the lightsaber of his shoulder thing, and that's kind of emblematic of this entire movie, right? Is like we all showed up expecting the good old, you know, all our all our uh, ideas and fantasies to be rewarded, and they just kind of get chucked away. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's, I mean, that's that is a deliberate, clearly a deliberate nod to that, right? Like that is that is the indication that that is the movie we are going to get. And yep. whether or not it's a movie you like, right? Like that's that's up to debate. You know, people can have different opinions about it. But I think certainly if nothing else, it's hard to argue that Ryan Johnson didn't deliver exactly the movie that he was planning on doing. Yeah, I would and, agree. Yeah, so so you know, it's it's executed very well. It's just, you know, I can understand that the the innate reactions of everybody may be strongly different. Get philosophical with me for one minute here. Uh, just one? They're going to make a ninth. I don't know anything they about are. it. I don't even know what it's called. I, will, I don't know if anybody knows what it's called yet. I, there is no name for it. I will tell you the literally the only detail I know about or that has been released is the director. Um, Who will which be? Is, which will be J.J. Abrams again. Oh, it is J.J. Abrams. It was supposed to be Colin Trevorrow who did Jurassic World. He departed uh, under some concerns. Uh, I think mainly... Uh, there were some concerns about him, especially because he had not done Jurassic World did okay, but a lot of people didn't like it and I liked it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh he was not a popular choice, but it's also yeah. they've they've removed a lot of directors at this point. Right. So now, Ron Howard is doing uh Ron solo? Howard is he finished solo. It was originally started by uh Phil Lord and Chris right. Miller. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Um but so this is my question. JJ is yep. gonna do the ninth. Yeah. Should they keep doing more? Like, I know that that's well, their plan. But do you think, like, is, it, is this the right direction now? Or, like, to me, saying, let me give you a backstory on a beloved character, I get that. Like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But should they keep trying to propel more forward story? Yeah, I, this is this is tricky because I think it's one of those things where the corporation is at, could be potentially at odds with itself. Because I understand, like, from a perspective of we own this property, we need to make money off it. Yep. And in order to make money off it, we need to produce stuff constantly and at the same time there's the very real risk that people will get oversaturated and just tired of it and finding a way to balance that is i think really hard for companies uh because they're uh in they're just sort of in their their impulse is to just shotgun it right like like spray it everywhere and collect reap as much benefit as possible and I think that would be the I think that would be the wrong move, uh, at least in terms of continuing with this sort of main sequence. I don't know how they're going to handle that. There have already been announcements. So Ryan Johnson, 
they have announced that they basically gave him a trilogy that is like a totally separate, not connected to the Skywalker saga, as they call it, to go and do that. Nobody knows what that's about. There is some suggestion that it might be related to those kids that we saw at the very end of this movie. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I didn't understand what the hell was happening there at all. The ending was not did not work for me. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, it, I I didn't like that it was a little divorced from the main plot, but I understand what they were saying. Also, what was happening with that red ring, too? Like, I didn't I didn't know what I was supposed to be picking. That's the rebellion. That's the rebellion ring. It was Rose's. Okay. She gave it to those kids when they it was the same kids from the stable um, who rescued them and they rode got out it. on the horse thingy. Got it, got it, got it. Anyways, um, the idea essentially being that there are like other people who are tapped into the force around the galaxy, but nobody knows. Nobody knows what time period it's in. Nobody knows what the characters are, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there was something with the guys from game of Thrones doing, I can't remember for now if it was TV or movie, um, but doing some star Wars property. And so I think what they're kind of doing is spreading out broadening rather than sort of being like, rather than having like a movie necessarily every year or whatever, um, maybe doing some TV, doing some movies obviously they're doing books and comics and other stuff um but yeah i don't know i mean i i don't know if they'll immediately launch into like an episode 10 thing that's kind of what my initial feeling is like you shouldn't do that like hold maybe down the road <laughs> you want to revisit these characters but also maybe nine movies in that sequence was enough it's a huge galaxy there's so many other interesting stories to mm-hmm. explore uh, and I think that's the greatest asset of this is the world that was built. And so being able to sort of explore all these other stories and characters in this vast galaxy that has spanned, you know, eons uh, could have some interesting and rich potential there. And as I mentioned um, to you as we were watching, I would, I mean, I didn't say it in this way, but this is what I was thinking. I would love in the ninth movie or in the solo movies, I just want somebody to be walking by a classroom where they're learning how to speak or translate BB-8s. <laughs> communication style or r2d2s like i just want to hear like the dog is big and black like i just i want to see them learning how to because some folks speak it and some folks don't and i really can't figure out the syntax and i just want to see people studying it i just i i would and the same with chewbacca i don't know what his language is called either but like i want to know how people understand it and that's all i'm asking is that too much to ask that's the world i want to see I am super curious to see what happens in the uh, if if the Han Solo movie covers how he learns to understand Chewie. I just want it to be a lot of the, f- the first half of the movie where it's just be like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that would amuse the hell out of me. I don't know who's if they're playing going to young work. Han Solo. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich, I think, is his name. Gesundheit. He's been in. Thank you. Uh, he was in Hail Caesar. I had a Caesar Quen- salad for lunch today. Hail Caesar. It was actually it was a kale Caesar, believe it or not. Um, wah, wah, oh, wah. Um, uh, it really was. Oh, I'm seeing. Okay, I have seen uh, nothing that he's in. Okay. Oh, he yeah, was on Supernatural either. for one episode. That must be why you like him. <laughs> I mean, literally. Wow, that's the literally the second episode of the show. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did not I've, realize I've that actually, was him. That's fascinating. I saw that episode because I, I watched that show for the first two seasons. So I have seen. Oh well, okay. So you have seen that. You've seen exactly what I've seen him in. Then. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, I am excited and pleased, frankly, that I have seen every single Star Wars movie to date. Mm-hmm. And I will certainly watch uh, Solo with you and the the ninth whenever that arrives because okay. you know Excellent. once you start a journey you have to complete it. But um, wh- I think that we could consider uh, you know for a new season of not playing since we we only have at the moment two Star Wars films left. I think we have to mm-hmm. consider branching out. Okay, all right. Uh, you got anything in mind? Yes, the idea that you and I have already talked about and are now pretending to develop as we speak on this podcast. I have an idea. Good idea. Uh, yeah, this is the part where I should I insert a little should I insert a little uh, uh, stinger music right now? Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, so I think our idea uh, for the fourth season of not playing is we will be covering a another beloved franchise, which I think you have not seen a ton of movies in. Is that right? I have seen probably three films in the franchise okay. At, okay. at most. We'll have to eliminate some things from consideration then. So we're going to do something a little different this time. We're going to be covering the expansive, many decades running James Bond franchise. But what we're going to do... 
is <laughs> as there have been many actors to play James Bond over the past 50 years <laughs> um we are going to pick the best entry from each James Bond portrayers Irv. Irv? <laughs> it's hard to say Irv. <laughs> I have to pronounce it with a French accent, otherwise it sounds ridiculous. Um, yeah, so Could from each, uh, we'll, we'll watch the best Connery, the best Roger Moore, the only George Lazenby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no choices there, etc., etc., etc. So we'll watch, you know, six different movies. Maybe we will squeeze in something else if there's a if there's a, a special that we should watch or something. Yeah. Uh, but we um we may we may be soliciting some input. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. Watch the uh, the not playing Twitter account. Uh, which is keep watching the stars keep watching the stars uh at not playing cast keep an eye there we may be asking for some input on which movies we should choose uh and obviously you can email us at uh i believe it's not playing at the incomparable.com if you have some particular strong feelings oh i was gonna say magic tavern at puppies at puppies dot don't do that uh, it's a really yeah, just guess. tell Arnie, tell Arnie that you're looking for us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is our plan. Uh, I don't. Uh, I would look for that probably this summer. Is yeah, my feeling. sounds right. Well, Dan, around there, I, I uh, appreciate our current and and so far fully complete journey through all the stars war if you will and mm, i and i will we've got we've got two movies left i don't know i mean i i my if i were a betting man we may have we may have infinite movies that's <laughs> true to be that's clear true. they may be making we'll be these for making, the rest of our natural lives weird al saying in yoda um the long-term contract i had assigned that i'll be playing this part till the end of time about <laughs> luke and mark Hamill. he was not that wrong and it no, is quite no, possible no. we're making this podcast about star wars till the end of time it is not <laughs> impossible uh, but thank you, Dan, for sharing this one with me. And I, I don't know. I have high hopes for that too. I do like JJ, and I, I like backstories. So we'll see. I'm intrigued. All right. Well, good. Well, we'll be back to talk about those movies, and we'll be back with season four. Uh, thanks for watching along with us. Well, thank you, Dan. Thanks, Lex. And you know what I say to you? <laughs> Keep watching the stars. <laughs> I will. Do we know Maz before? Yeah, she was in the cantina in the last movie. Got it. Voiced voiced by Lupita Nyong'o. Oh. Was she in the Maz Isley cantina? <laughs> no, Lex. Does that count as a Star Wars button? It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. I'll give you that. Okay.